Welcome back, everybody, to The Radical Road. It's Matt and Jess. This week, we give you Radical Road updates, and we get into... Surrender. Surrender. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Truth Social, found at The Radical Road. Twitter, at The Radical Road 1. Visit our website, ontheradicalroad.com, and email us your questions or comments to mattandjess at ontheradicalroad.com. We are excited to talk about all the fun stuff we've been up to lately. Not much. Yeah, I don't, it hasn't been super fun. No, it's been kind of um, calm lately. I know. It went from like... A hurricane to like now we're sitting on the beach with a gentle breeze <laughs> growing across us but no we've I don't know we're in this thing where we just we go west we come back we go west we come back but winter is kind of showing up now yes driving through some snow hit some snow hit yeah. some rain this week been kind of my it wasn't bad my highlights of my day are Looking over at Matt's hair, he's growing it out. So, not a good look for me. He'll mess with his hair. Like when he wakes up, it's just all over the place. It's interesting because he's had the same really like smooth GQ style for a while now. Everyone has loved Matt's signature look. And now we're like changing it up. Well, it's like really long on the top. And then it's always been really short. Like, almost shaved on the sides so the top is okay but the sides <laughs> i'm not sure what's going on with it like a chia pet babe it's not good <laughs> me being the ex-hairstylist is like okay patience just let it go through these stages <laughs> but it's a good thing i like hats and i got a lot of them because i'm getting some use out of them yes which I don't know what difference it makes. I wear hats probably more than I don't wear hats. Shooting for the goal. We're shooting for the goal. <laughs> Hanging in there for that. I'm not even sure why this even came up. I don't know either. How did, how did I get on this train of, ooh, let's grow my hair out like Fabio or We saw or somebody. We saw somebody when we were at dinner and we were like, oh, you could do that. You could totally pull that off. And I thought to myself selfishly, Yes, and then I won't have to cut your hair every two to three weeks. Yeah, you will. <laughs> so. so then I'm secretly trying to, like, let my beard go, like, Mountain Man Dan. and No, I don't like that. You're not into it, but, like, I feel like it's got to be a good... You can't have the beard really short and then have long hair. Yeah. Anyway... This weekend, we're in Wisconsin. Yeah, we're in Wisconsin right now. You know, you know. I know. We get out of the truck. We go out of the truck and we start hanging out with some people. And I'm like, how far north are we? Like, I didn't really look at the map. It's all good. I'm like, these people sound like we're in Canada. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. That's one of the joys of driving around is hearing everyone's accents and 
um, the people are fun in Wisconsin. Every time we're in Wisconsin, the people are just fun. It's an extremely friendly place. Yeah, they're chill. And then, I don't know, it just, you say it's Iowa on steroids, which I'm still not sure what that means, but. <laughs> it is Iowa on steroids. I don't know, I just like the, I just like the attitude of the people more than anything, because people are just nice. They treat you respectively. Yeah. You go to a restaurant, you get good service. You know, people just want to, like, work hard. They do. They work hard up here. And unfortunately... And they love hunting and fishing and snowmobiling. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, we spend some time in other parts of the country, and that attitude's a little bit different, so... Yeah. But we got an election coming, we do. And we went and voted early in person before we got back on the road because we do not want to be those people that miss out on the voting opportunity. Yeah. And actually, when this episode comes out, it'll be the day after election. But we've had the opportunity. Of course, all the ads are on the TV everywhere you go. Like, it's just nonstop right now. And I mean... We don't watch TV, so that's good. So we miss most of them. Yeah, we don't watch TV. We read a lot. Um, but we were yesterday, so we parked here in a small town in Wisconsin. And it's Coloma, Coloma with a C, um, Wisconsin. And we walked across the street. There's a cute little family um, bar and grill called the Miller's. Hillside Pub. Hillside Pub or something, yes. And um, privately owned, um, the wonderful family that owns it. We got to know the owners, the actual wife. She's the cook in the back and it's just fantastic food if you're ever this way. Um, but it was fun yesterday. We were sitting around watching football because we love to watch football right now on the weekends. And we were just having a chat with everyone from Wisconsin in this little um, bar restaurant and um, we were definitely all on the same page about this country it was interesting to see the power of the people coming together well I'm at a loss to know who's voting Democrat like I'm not seeing these people of course we're not right in the middle of some of these cities most of the time which, I don't know, it just makes me think, you know, what is it? I've never put a lot of thought in this. Like, what is it about people smashed all together in the city that makes them want to vote Democrat? And then as soon as you get out of it, you know, it's just heavily Republican. I don't understand what that's all about. But... I don't know. I'm come to the probably the climate of the careers that that are coming out of the city versus well maybe rural areas. I mean, it'd be an interesting conversation if you got a lot of people kind of talking about it. But my personal opinion is like, man, maybe we should not put people so close together. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe they're just all angry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be. I don't know. It's very bizarre. Right. I don't know. You get rural and it's more more of a blue collar environment. You know, people work hard and 
you know, they want to keep the money in their pocket and they want to take care of their families and those types of things. The culture within the city is much different, um, depending on where you're at. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the election. I personally think it's just going to be Republicans across the board. Praying for that. So I, hopefully uh, today when you listen to this, I mean, just being, the prayers are being answered. Yeah. Just being <laughs> out in it, talking to people, you know, cause people, people will talk about it. You know, politics is not off the table. So, and right now, just because of everything that's going on, I think there's a lot of people. So I will, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but I will say, and I don't know if you noticed this. So today we went back to the same place we went for a walk today and we went back to the same place and there was a gentleman sitting up at the bar and we were talking again, everyone now, different people all coming together talking. And this gentleman said, well, I just can't wait for Tuesday. I just can't wait for it to be over with. You know, we just need to go vote and it just needs to be done with. It needs to be over with. Like, it's not going to matter anyway. I'm not going to matter anyway. Your vote's not going to matter anyway. And I don't know about you, Matt, but in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, you're wrong. That's the mentality that's got us to the point where we're at. Right. In this country. Is that you think you're only one person and you're not going to matter. Yeah. Well, I've said it over and over again. I don't even know how many people at this point. I've said it on this podcast. Like, I feel like the you know, some of the crazy stuff that you hear, I feel like it's a very small part of the population that's getting heard. Um, Because out here, when you're talking to people, I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing the craziness of the thought process of what people think is right and what is wrong. And of course, you know, some people will not go down the road of politics or they... Mis- may mislead you, but you know, when you're an average person roaming around talking to people and not some reporter or pollster or whatever it is, you know, I feel like we have a pretty good pulse, you know, like just of what's going on. And I'm like, who the heck is going to vote Democrat? Like, I'm just not seeing well, it. Because some of the things that we spoke about yesterday were, you know, that we had commonalities on were. The inflation, obviously, everyone's struggling with the inflation. The cost of living has gone up extremely. The fuel has gone up. That's been an issue. Um, now we're having shortage on diesel, and that's going to affect everyone if that doesn't turn around. Uh, we're on our last reserves for that, so that needs to change. There's just so much that we can, you know, There's we're all feeling the effect of Restaurants are closing down, bars are closing down, places, small businesses are closing down. And it's because they can't even find people to come work for them. So there's hiring shortages all across this country. And all of us in in this bar restaurant yesterday had experienced that and felt that. It's a bizarre time politically because, you know, all these things are happening, you know, the People are concerned about inflation. People are concerned about gas prices. And you have the Democrat side saying, oh, we're fixing it. And the Republicans created this mess. And I'm like, 
who the heck are you trying to kid? Like, how dumb do you think we are? I mean, it's just bizarre to me what the Democrat Party thinks they're going to get away with in terms of what they're saying. Um, that, oh, if you vote Republican, you know, our country's doomed. And it's like, who are you kidding? Like, I think most people are seeing it the other way right now. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. I hope so. We hope the fo- the blinders are coming off by now. The fogginess yeah. over the eyes. Obviously, these are tactics, you know. People will say these things, like, to discourage people from voting and... Of course. And other things, but... But... I, I don't know. I get why the guy sits in the bar and says, I'm just going to be glad when it's over, because you just... You get tired of hearing the nonsense all the time. Yeah. Um, of what some of the things are being said. And it's just like annoying because I just want to go, how dumb do you think I am? You know? <laughs> right. Oh, the gas prices are under control. They're not so bad. What are you talking about? You know. We're out there seeing it. They created the mess. Uh-huh. They create the mess. Then they blame the Republicans and then they try to take credit for fixing it. I'm like, how dumb do you think I am, dude? Like, well, sadly, the Democratic Party is not what it was back in the day. So it's a whole different ballgame in politics I mean, today. Poli- politics in general politics, has changed yes. so much. And yeah, for we sure. Could do, we could do a whole episode we on could. that. But we're not necessarily a political show so we'll leave leave that to some other people we did meet a very vicarious fun character today at this bar restaurant miller's he was a right he's a truck driver and he's originally from chicago and he moved to the east coast to new hampshire and it was fun to just chat with him and he definitely has the chicago accent for sure and just tells it how it is and loud. And he was he was a blast. He was a fun one to be around today. And, you know, mind you, when we go to places like this, um, we have faith. We are, we're Christians, as you know from listening to this podcast. But that doesn't mean that you still can't go into this atmosphere. You can go into the atmosphere. Biblically, it's like, don't be a drunkard. Okay? So we're not going into these places. As a matter of fact, I don't just have water or root beer or whatever. But you can go into these atmospheres as a Christian and you can have these kinds of conversations. I know there's um, controversy on that within faith that you can't drink. Well, you can drink. You just don't become a drunkard. That's that's against um, what God wants for us is to be a drunkard. He does not want us to be a drunkard. And so that's not the case for us. So we're in these atmospheres and we're just enjoying life with these people. So I just want to make that very clear too. But Yeah, I mean, especially in Wisconsin, you meet some interesting characters, you know. We met an old older gentleman, retired for some years now and ex-military and just uh he was a marine. Yeah, I just people are so funny up here, you know. Like without even trying to be funny. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah so they were they're having a conversation the truck driver from the east and the marine the older marine and they were talking about just life and 
Here's Matt and I sitting to the well, side listening. They're talking about death. Like, death, yes, <laughs> death. Like living each day to the fullest and, um, you know, here you have a Marine that was actually in war, um, suffered an injury. And so his attitude about life, you know, obviously something that like that will change your attitude about life. And he's just like... And he had cancer. He had like stage four cancer recently. Um but his attitude is just like, I'm going to live the every day the biggest I can, you know? Yeah, I'm going to um, live every day the fullest I can. And the truck driver says, yeah, enjoy it. Because you're right. One day we're all going to be dandelion fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> and, we both laughed hysterically. Oh. Like, okay, that was a new one I've never heard before. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I like a good uh, little comedic comment in there yeah yeah so that was fun just listening to the conversation like you know it was like a few steps above walmart you know, like. <laughs> well, and then the the guy says the marine says yeah i've been married for 60 years he's like yeah you know my whole military career my whole life i've never feared anything except for my wife he said for good reason (laughs) women can kill you one cell at a time (laughs) (laughs) nice slow death seriously I couldn't even help myself on that one and he says yeah we told our five kids he said I told them I had a serious conversation with them I said marry up you know like here in the heart and he he pats his chest where his heart is and he says here in the heart marry up Says, well, two out of the five didn't listen apparently because they're divorced. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was he was a riot. The waitress came over to give him his food, and um, like, thank you. Yeah. And she's like, "You're welcome." And he's like, "Was that good? Did that sound good? Did you hear my sincerity in it?" He's like, "Does that sound sincere?" She's like, "Yeah." He's like, I've been working on that. <laughs> I've been working on my sincerity. He goes, I've been working on my sincerity. <laughs> we just started laughing. That was a hoot. Like, you know, you go to the Walmart for visual effect. You go to a Wisconsin bar for the the stimulation of the brain and how people have conversations and stuff. Yeah, it's fun. It was fun. It was so just fun. listening to everybody kind of banter back and forth and talk and whatever. Well, and to watch the Green Bay game with Wisconsin residents, it's yeah. like a riot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've kind of been in that atmosphere for a Green Bay game before. And like these fans are pretty serious about their team. So it's just interesting to hear them cheer and everything. And so it was fun. Like it was just fun to be around it. And, you know, you brought up the drinking thing. Ironically, if you looked around, like a few of these guys, they were just drinking sodas. Like, yeah. they just came in to hang out with the locals and watch the game. Yeah, no and, one was drunk. And have some food and, you know, it was just like a casual thing. And it kind of shocked me. Every once in a while, you get the one guy, <laughs> the one guy who's <laughs> like, took it way too far. I had a few bourbons or yeah. whatever. But, I just uh, bring that up because it's very controversial within Christianity. There's Christians out there that are so judgment, uh, judgmental of other Christians with the drinking. 
And which it, is baffling to it me. It is. And it can get judgmental within your own churches and with your friendships. And, you know, with us, we lived in Salt Lake City. It's very Mormon. They don't drink there. And, you know, we just went to a church that taught us correct correct scripture and to stay aligned with scripture. And in there, it says Jesus did drink wine. Um, and it talks about that throughout the Bible. But it, it also says, keep a sober mind. Do not be a drunkard. So, you know, just don't cross those lines. And if you do, there's obviously grace and forgiveness. That's why Jesus died on the cross. None of us are perfect. But I think it's a um, really powerful message that I wanted to bring up because it depends on the culture you live in too, that it seems like it can become more societally okay. You know, when you're in the Midwest, people make it okay to be drunk and it's not okay to be drunk if you're a Christian and you're really wanting to really want to honor your Lord and serve your Lord and surrender that to your Lord. So anyway, society makes it seem like it's totally okay. I guess that's a good segue to our subject today. Yeah, surrender. Surrender. <laughs> Not to like the Chinese or anything like that. But. No. <laughs> so oftentimes, um, we, we want to talk about surrendering to God. And oftentimes you'll hear, um, maybe in conversation, well, just surrender that over to God. Surrender this. And some people are confused. They, what does that mean? What does surrender mean? What does surrendering that over to God mean? Well, that's a good question, you know, which I think is a very long answer. And I'll tell you, it is something that I struggled with. I mean, I struggled with a lot of things very early on in my walk because I don't know if it's just because of overthinking or, you know, just not being in the atmosphere of, you know, learning what all the jargon and things are around Christianity. But, you know, I, it's not, you know, you come in, you hear surrender and it's like, okay, what is, what exactly does this mean? And so I, like I had to wrap my head around the concept of what, you know, what exactly does that mean? You know, cause I've got free will. I'm walking around out here. I got to make decisions every day. Like, do I just stand around waiting for God to do something? So, um, I don't know. We just kind of felt like maybe this is something that we should uh, dig into a little bit and talk about. Yeah. So, to give you the, the dictionary's um, definition of surrender, it's to um, give up or hand over. A person, right, or possession, typically in a, on compulsion or demand, or to cease resistance to an enemy or opponent and submit to their authority. Another version of surrender, the definition, is to stop fighting and admit defeat. I love that one. I love to stop fighting and admit defeat. Because what we do is oftentimes in life, we feel like, we're fighting against ourselves. Like there's certain, certain areas of our life we get stuck in and it could be, you could be stuck in your finances, your marriage, um, your parenting, 
your job, whether you work for someone or you have your own business, it could be surrendering certain patterns like addictions or eating habits or um, exercise habits. It, it could be a multitude of things that we deal with or struggle with in our lives that we seem like we're totally fighting every single day against ourselves on. And it's realizing we need to just stop fighting against ourselves and realize that there's a God that's so much bigger that wants to take that from us, that we don't have to fight that fight, that we just surrender it or turn it over, give it up to God. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the reason why we kind of started heading in this direction of having an episode around surrender was, you know, we do spend a lot of time with people and we do freedom and deliverance and, and there's this, you know, it's always surrounded by being stuck in something. Right. And we've discussed this before. It's, you know, it can be something emotional, anxiety, depression, you know, what suicidal thoughts, um, you know, whatever it could be addiction. It could be, you know, I'm not, I'm not moving forward in, in my finances, you know, whatever it is, the list of things that people kind of get stuck in is very long. So, you know, we could individually talk about all these things, but in our experience with talking to people in the areas that they're stuck with, like it always comes up that there's something in their life that they're just gripping onto in their own strength. And it's like one of the conversations that we're having to have is like, you need to surrender this piece of your life. You know, this is how you're going to get past it. Because what happens is, is we ultimately, speaking generally, we people in general, we want to ultimately control that area of our lives ourselves. Um, let's take money, for example. Many, many, many people deal with controlling the money situation. They want to control it. They want to hang on to every dime. They don't want to give or they're wanting to penny pinch. They're wanting to watch every single cent. Um, it's a control thing. And ultimately, we're not even in control. God's in control of us. And it's recognizing that and saying, oh, I'm the vessel. I'm the vessel of the money. Like God's actually the owner of the money. I'm just the vessel of the money. I'm the one that's stewarding his money. So it's just learning how to um, turn that over to God, right? To pray and to turn that over to God saying, God, allow me to be released from always thinking about that or always controlling that. Allow me to open my heart up to tithe to give back to you. It's saying you're in control. I'm not. That's tough for people. Right. That's just one example. I mean, we have a lot of personal examples, right? Whole story is based on surrender. It started with surrender because of course we were both married before and you'd been dating a while. And me, I was just kind of the mindset that like, I'm not very good at picking the right person. As time went on, I learned there was other things beyond that also. But initially, it was more about, okay, I don't have the capacity 
to find the right person for myself? Like, how do I let God into that moment to decide who I should be with, right? It's very interesting, you know, I actually listened to another podcast that a friend of ours does recently and it, and they had a married couple on and it's like you can you can hear surrender in these people's story, you know, when you know how to hear it and and look for it cuz it's the same theme, you know. They had problems in their marriage, they stuck through it and but one of the driving forces was, you know, they kept saying we just both felt like God brought us together. So why would we blow that up? Right. And so like for us personally, we felt that way. We both said, all right, God, you bring us the person. And, you know, when we met up together, we were both kind of like, there's something really special, different about this. It feels like it has a divine touch on it. Yeah. And it's been successful. <laughs> yeah, because we weren't out there, for example, we weren't out there in our flesh actively on Tinder or um, whatever dating sites. I don't even know what's out there these days. But we weren't out there online, you know, looking and seeking for someone to date. We weren't being put on, being set up with um, other people. We weren't pushing ourselves into atmospheres. We were saying, Lord, when you're ready, bring me the man or bring me the woman. Lord, you know who's best fit for me. You know who meets my desires. And that's surrendering it to God and saying, I trust you. I trust you, God, so much that I know you're going to bring me the right person. And that's what every area of our life, we can surrender and say, I trust you, God. I trust you in this area of my life. It's been really hard for me to give up this area of my life. I've been, let's say it's your marriage. Um, I've been fighting my, my marriage for my marriage. I've been fighting for my husband, fighting for my wife, fighting for your marriage. And you can simply just let go of that. Just take that burden off your shoulders and say, I am not solely in control of this marriage. God put us together. He put husband and wife together to unite us. There's a reason why you're together and just take it to the throne. Take it to God and pray about it and say, God, I'm turning this marriage over to you. I surrender this marriage to you. You are in control. I'm not. So basically what surrendering is doing is just saying, I'm not in control. You're in control, God. And that is why he died on the cross, you guys, is so that we don't have to worry the, wear those burdens, that we don't have to always think that we're in control. And that's why we often get stuck because we want to be so badly in control of every area of our life. And it is harder for other personality types than others too. But, you know, I think it was really cool because Matt, you want to share the vision that you got that God gave us about the racetrack that would help our listeners. I want to make a point real quick though, because, you know, you said something in there and it's like, okay, use the marriage example and, I'm going to turn this over to God. And it's like, I just want to make a point and we're going to dive into this too, a little bit deeper, but because this is where I struggled early on with like the whole concept of surrender was, okay, let's say, you know, for me specifically, 
like one of the things I really struggled with was getting in these deep bouts of depression to the point I'd want to kill myself. And it's like, okay, I'm going to hand this over to you, God. Now what? You know, it's not always just that black and white and that simple. In this case, you know, with my example of depression and stuff, it kind of was that simple. Like, you know, it's about relationship, though, with with God. Like, I see God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit as this living, breathing person that is in my life yeah, all the time. Your father. So once you get to that point, now you have like a tangible person, so to speak, that's just taking that away from you, right? But I had to get to that point, you know, where I saw my father in heaven that way. Because before it was just like this imaginary person, right? And it's like, well, how do you hand this off to somebody that you can't even see, right? Um, so I really had to get to a place where it's like, okay, I get what surrender is, but like, who, like, who am I really handing this mm-hmm. to? So it was important to get a relationship going to where it was like, okay, I know who you, who you are as my father in heaven now. Like, I'm really struggling with this. Can I please hand this off to you? And honestly, it was that simple. Like, it just, it just, it ended for me. But, you know, everything is not always that simple. There could be very specific things that a person needs to do to get to a healthy spot. You know, it's not just, yeah. hey, God, take this. Yeah. And then there, then that's just it. There's no action behind it. That's something that could possibly yeah. be and done. And sometimes but. it just starts with a heart check, right? Sometimes we just need to do a heart check. The only person that knows your heart is pure and has a relationship with the Lord is you. Like, you know where your heart is with the Lord. And no one knows the areas of sin and disobedience but you and God. Like, the sin and the disobedience that you have done, that's between you and God. And so yeah. it's just going to him and surrendering even that to him and just softening your heart, right? So sometimes it's just that heart check to get into a right place that you allow him in and it's through prayer. It's through renewal of your mind. It's just meditating on his word and, you know, just speaking, saying what God says, you know, like it, it's speaking power, speaking power in the words of God and it's worship and it's just really hearing what the Spirit's saying to you, if you can start getting into that place and just letting go, that's when you can start surrendering other areas of your life over to Him because this trust relationship is built. I don't know. I have to constantly keep reminding myself that, you know, I'm in the position where I'm at as a Christian and I have this relationship with Jesus and, you know, anything that comes into my life, it's become very easy just to wipe it off, right? Like it just become part of who I am as a person now. But, you know, the reason I have to keep reminding myself is not everybody is like that. And so when we go and visit new churches, when we interact with uh, people that we're helping, when we interact with new people and stuff, and they start get diving into some of the things that they got going on in their life, 
I have to go, okay, this looks so simple to me, but I have to work with this person to get them to the point where they're seeing things the same way as me. And that gets kind of difficult at times. Like when we were preparing for the show, I started thinking about, you know, our first church when we got to Salt Lake City. And this this whole story has like a double point because one of the things I keep telling people is like, you know, the reason that I have got to where I'm at in the stage of my walk and I've done it fairly quickly because I was saved at 42 ish somewhere in there. And now I'm about to turn 50. So we're not talking about a super number of years, but I keep telling people, I'm like, you know, the re the difference between me and a lot of people, I think is that every time God's put something in front of me, I've stepped into it and everything I've needed to surrender, I've surrendered it. So one of the early examples of our church that we first started going to, they asked us to do like a group. It was called a table group. And they're like, well, what do you think you want to do? You know, we could have very easily did something that we wanted to do, but we felt like God put it on our hearts to work with young people. Uh It was young people. And I'll be honest, it scared me half to death. I'm like, really? This is we what were working we're going with to college do? age that debated and they challenged well, us on like the Bible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going into that, like, I felt like a baby Christian on my own. And it's like, God, really? Like, what do I have to offer these kids at this point? Like, I'm questioning what I'm going to even bring to this, you know? Um, but it was so good. Like, I just, I'm like, I'm surrendered to you, God. Like, I'm going in this and I'm standing on faith that you're going to show up when I need you to show up with these kids because that's what we need you to do. And I tell you what, like, this thing took off like a rocket. But, you know, it kind of, my whole point of bringing up is number one, like, we really had to surrender in that moment to what, he was putting in front of us because we what could. What we wanted to do versus what he wanted us to exactly. do. Exactly. Like yeah. that whole thing could have got stupid immediately, but we stood faithful knowing that he was going to show up. But the other thing is too, is like, it it just fascinated me how the young, the, all the young people that we had, we'd get into these discussions and stuff and they wanted to tweak the Bible and make things Gray. Gray or, you know, work. Suit their lifestyle. Yeah, suit whatever they had going on in their life. Mm -hmm. And so we would get kind of almost in arguments like. There were debates. Well, yeah, debates. (laughs) We're never going to compromise the word of God. And that's where we stood. We stood. The Bible is black and white. We're not compromising the scripture or the word of God. But, you know, I feel like this is what people are doing right now is, you know. They come to church and they check a box and they're not walking out in faith and surrendering where they need to. And then they're wondering why they're stuck, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it, this conversation comes up a lot, has come up a lot lately because, you know, you just see, okay, 
such and such, what, you know, whatever was going on in their life, the reason you're stuck is because you're not letting this go to God. Like he's trying to step in and help you. They try to stronghold it themselves. Right. And, these, and that is exactly what it is. It's usually a stronghold in your life that you feel like horrible bondage with that you can't get freedom from and re- release from. And it's a certain area of your life. And we all have them. We all have them, but it's just recognizing, like Matt said, should I, it's time for me to grow and, and grow out of this. And so I need to surrender this to God and he will take care of us. And I can assure you of that. And it's in the word of God. It's so beautiful. If we can just begin to trust him in those moments, there's some scripture that I want to read to you. It says, it's uh, 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7 in the NIV. And it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He doesn't just say cast part of your anxiety on him. He says cast all of your anxiety on him. And I think it it takes us to be humble. That's why it starts with humble yourselves. It takes us coming to him with a humble heart saying, and, and losing our pride and saying, I need help with this, God. I need you to help me in this area of my life. I've been doing this for way too long. I'm going to turn this over to you. Because under the care of God's mighty hand, we release the need to know when, why, and how. He takes care of it all. Yeah. And the thing is, like, this works in every area of your life, right? Um, we've seen it in our life in every aspect mm-hmm. like obviously as you're walking through your journey journey through life there's different things that pop up you know you're always getting curveballs or whatever but and you address those one at a time but i don't know when a big one for us was tithing well yeah and it's funny you mentioned that i'm i'm about to roll right into that because you know it's another good example. And, you know, this is something that we had to learn, you know, over time. It was, it was not easy for either of us to just let go of some things, you know? So like when we started our business, you know, we start this cleaning business in Utah and, you know, we thought we had a good thing, but it felt like it was stuck for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got real serious about what we were doing in our tithing and offering. And, and I, I just remember like, I'm going, okay, we're doing this. Like there, what, what am I missing here? There was like a, there was something missing out of it, you know? So by the point of me bringing this up is like, surrender can be like a multi-pronged thing right like we're tithing we're and we're being very generous in in areas um and we read scripture that says when we sow the seed you know we're gonna get a harvest in this stuff and it's like okay god what's going on here i feel like the piece we were missing was you know me personally I wasn't surrendering to something that was an important piece of what that business was. So once we got into prayer about that, it actually came up that 
I needed to leave my regular job and insert myself in this business, right? And I'll tell you, that was a scary moment. It took a lot of faith and a lot of trust in God. It was a very scary moment because, you know, I'm very analytical. I'm very data-driven. And I'm sitting here looking at the... Numbers. Looking at the calendar, looking at the bank statements, these types of things going, this seems really risky. Like, (laughs) (laughs) So I really had to pull what is natural for me normally out of the equation and just surrender like say god you got me in this you got me yeah and he did man i literally you know we felt like we had a word on this and i literally got off the phone with her went into the office and put in my two weeks and i kid you not once i my from the first day that I started the business full time as my job within a matter of a couple of weeks, the gap that I was worried about from losing my salary, like closed, like it just gone. Yeah. He took like, care of us. Yeah. Really. God just really stepped up and took care of us. The calendar filled up. we got some big contracts, like everything just took off. Yeah. Um, so that's a great example. Whatever area is for you guys out there listening that you need to surrender, once you do that, he will bless you because that's what he wants. He wants you to come to him as his father. He wants you to say, you're my father. I trust you. You got me just like we did. And he'll bless you in that. Wow. Well, it's amazing what it'll do to your confidence too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, and your faith, just your faith in God. Well, yeah, I mean, it increases as a man, you know, like you start seeing wins like this in a partnership with God, you feel like a big giant boulder rolling down the road. Like you're just going to blast through everything. So that's, and that's part of what gave me courage to just keep stepping in, stepping in, stepping in to everything that was in front of me. It's the whole reason why. When this whole radical road thing came up, we're just like, okay, this seems very real. We need to take this seriously. And then once we got confirmation of this is what we need to do, like there was nothing that was going to prevent us from from doing it. And the and you just see what's happening now. It's it's mind boggling. Yeah. But I did, you know, I think it's just very important because I say this to people all the time. It's like because we get comments from people about, oh, like, I just, I wish I was at where you're at. And I, or, you know, I wish I could break through in this area. And it all leads back to the same thing. It's about surrendering and basically just having the courage to do that, you know, stepping into whatever is put in front of you. Right. And just... When And it's part of surrendering, going back to the steps of, you know, just prayer was part of it. You know, it could even be you at your career, your business, like you're trying to con- be a stronghold on and control um, the dynamic of your business. Maybe your business is trying to grow, but you're not able to delegate because you can't trust people. So you're trying to control that. You're trying to c- control certain areas of um, your business that you have fear in. 
fear has crept in and you're trying to control that. Well, instead of just sitting in that and trying to figure out ways in the flesh and in the world to fix those problems, why not step into prayer with God? Step into the prayer room, step into the war room with him and say, I'm bringing this to you, God. Like this is you and me. You're my CEO. I'm handing this over to you. I need some clarity. I need some guidance. Can you just start showing me, give me signs of uh clarity and signs of guidance and just start praying over each step in your business. That's part of surrender saying, I'm losing my pride. I'm humbling myself. I'm going to just turn over every step to you and watch it just change right in front of your eyes. It's pretty cool when that happens. This has happened to me many times, especially in business um, because he really is the CEO. He really is the one in control. And I'm going to go back to the vision that Matt had gotten on the racetrack. Yeah. Um, he had given Matt a vision. Well, we were in a conversation with a particular person and I'll get these visions and then God will kind of explain to me they're prophetic what, visions. What, what they're all about. Mm -hmm. And so I had got this vision of, um, you know, like a racetrack where the horses, there's the gate and this, you know, all you could see was the gate and all of a sudden it blasts open and there's a single horse coming out of that, out of it. No rider. No, there was a rider on that. Oh, yeah, There yeah. was no other horses. Yeah, there was no other horses. There was a, a horse and a rider. Yeah. But there was all these cool things that God was telling me about what this meant. And, you know, the point was that, you know, we're the horse out here running the race of life, so to speak, and that the race isn't against anyone else. Yeah. That's why there was no other horses. Yeah, it's not against anybody else. It's just right. your race to run. Yep. And he wants to be the jockey of it. And I found that so interesting because, you know, a horse, it can run around wherever it wants, do whatever it wants. It can wander around a field and eat and lay down and do whatever it wants. And they're fast. They'll go wherever. But once you put a jockey on it, there gets direction and purpose to a goal, right? Like, right. you're running this race. And a good jockey will guide the horse yes. in the direction it needs to go. And yeah. And put, you know, it, put, it puts the purpose in it, right? Mm -hmm. Of what that horse was made to do. So it was just a really cool vision. And it really said something about, hey, stop trying to wander around. You know, you have the ability to do that. But once you put the man on there, the jockey, big king himself, like you can really get purpose and get in a flat race that you have no challengers. And you're going to win. And you're going to win. Like, Yeah. So, so the point is to tell you that prophetic vision is that. Next time you're in a situation where you feel like this, just think about the horse and the jockey. Just think about how, oh man, I'm the horse in this situation and God's the jockey. He's actually the jockey that's going to help me win this race. Sometimes we just need a visual to get us through some of these moments. And maybe that's a good visual that God gave to each of you out there, not just the one individual we were working with, but maybe that visual's for each of you as well. Yeah, I mean... It even meant something to myself, you know, because I just, 
it made me reflect on some of my life where I just like kind of felt like I was wandering with no purpose and how the times have changed, you know, like I got the jockey up on me now and like I'm driving towards something. I have a purpose in my life. Um, like it just changed everything. Yeah. So I yes. don't know. Exactly. Well, man, this has been a really fun episode. It's been good. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there. Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully it was helpful to some of you out there listening in our audience. Yeah. We could probably talk about this for a lot longer. But, yeah. And um, if any of you are listening to, um, I wanted to uh, just ask a simple request. If you could, if you're on Spotify if you could actually rate our podcast, there is a rate button under follow. First hit the follow and then go under that and rate us. Or there's also three dots to the right-hand side. And if you hit that, click on that, um, it will say rate. You can do it that way as well. So if you could rate um, this podcast, it just starts getting the podcast out to more listeners. And we really would love for you to share this podcast with your friends, family, and whoever, this is all um, for him, the guy above. This is all, we're doing this to just reach people. And for you guys, we just want um, your lives changed and the people that you guys care about and love, their lives changed as well. And it's all for God. And um, we just, we appreciate each of you. And if you just want to follow us and subscribe and share, we would love that. So, yeah. Yeah. And hey, we got some fall merch too. We put some new uh, sweatshirts, hoodies, long sleeves out. So if you want to go on the website on the radicalroad.com, we have some new fall merchandise out there. And don't forget to go to Instagram, check out our affiliate page and get some giddy up. There's a discount available for you there. Yes. I was sick last week. I was chugging Diddy up like it was going out of style. And, and <laughs> which yes. I, which I don't know if that's exactly what you're supposed to do. But no, I just kept my regular every day. But um, it's basically a daily vitamin, vitamin drink that uh, gives you energy. Focus. Boosts your focus. <laughs> helps your immune system. Like there's so much. And your metabolism. Yes. There's yeah. a lot of thought in creating it. Yeah. And and they're now being featured on the magazine George. Yes. The online magazine George that JFK started Junior JFK Junior started years ago has now gotten revamped. Um and uh, it's a photographer, a famous photographer, his name is Gene. He took it over and um great articles in there. Great articles. Um and they're now featuring their ads, their advertising in yeah. there. So but we're very grateful for them. Yeah. We uh, support we, small business. We take our daily vitamin every day and we like to support their business. So yes, check them so out. Check them out. Um, all the discount links are on, like Matt said, on our affiliate highlight um, story on Instagram. So, all right, guys, it's been fun and we look forward to hopefully seeing some of you out on the road some of our audience has spotted us on the road and let us know it's really fun i cannot wait to run into some of you in person and meet you face to face that is definitely a part of our plan 
And it's fun when some of you reach out and message us too and give us feedback. We love hearing from each of you. Yes. So, so keep an eye out for us. Yeah. And, and we'll... Do you want to finish off in prayer? Yeah. Okay. It's a new thing for us, but uh, if you we feel like... don't want to uh, join us, hop off now. Otherwise, stay and pray in agreement. Yeah. So Father God, we just thank you for today. We just thank you for a powerful message that comes from you, not from us, Father God. And we just are so grateful for this platform. And we're so grateful for our listeners, Father God. And as we sit here today, a day after election, we just pray over our our leaders that were reelected and our leaders that are going to be new taking office. And we just ask that you uh, you be with them, that they put you in their minds, Father God, that they begin to be led by you or continue to be led by you. This is your country. We surrender it to you. And we just ask that you lead it and lead it powerfully to bring this country back to what it needs to be. Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing in our lives, what you're doing in our audience's lives. We just ask you, you bring blessing over them and bring blessing over their family. We just pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Next week. Talk to you later, Rad Roadies. We'll see you on the road.